All right. Hey, hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm all right. <laughs> I know, right? That's the answer lately. Yeah. Um, we're gonna welcome some folks in real quick. Um and and uh this is another episode of Artists Coping in COVID, Weapon of Choice. We're gonna be doing these live for short period short periods of time. Who knows? We're, we're this is episode eight. We'll keep going because it's uh it's been feeling good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you good. Okay, good. Um, one second. We'll make sure. Uh, I'll have you in just a few seconds. Yeah, why don't you just? I like people to introduce themselves any way they feel like it. What do you do? Who are you on the day of? Like, how are you feeling today? Who are you? What do you do? Introduce yourselves to folks any way you'd like. My name's Alinda Sagasha. Uh, my band is called Hooray for the Riffraff. I'm from the Bronx originally. I'm a New Yorkian, Puerto Rican from New York. And I play kind of like alternative, kind of folk music, kind of rock and roll. And I've been writing music and living in New Orleans for about 14 years now. Mm. Oh, so you've been in New Orleans that long? A long time. It's crazy. I got here when I was like 17 and now I'm like, 33 i don't know like i'm probably wrong with the math actually but it was like it's been a long time oh it's home now you get you hit yeah, the, yeah, you yeah. Hit, there's there's that 10-year rule right where yeah, you, can start, exactly. you can start saying you're from new orleans at 10 years um <laughs> i'm uh i actually just i was drawn this is a quick sidebar i was drawn to new orleans for much of my adult life and i, I made it down uh-huh. there a couple times and i mean I, for obvious reasons greatest city in the world but like I had this other draw down there and then I found out um, I just found uh, last year I found my entire father's biological side because I never knew my parents my whole life, father or mother. And I found out my father and, and his entire side are all from New Orleans, you know. Wow. So it's uh, that that gravitational pull had some something For to real. it, you know. Um, and it's such a spiritual city and like the ancestral ties are deep. That is really wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's the whole journey, ongoing journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, just we're on New Orleans for a second. What? Because New Orleans also got has been getting hit hard by this pandemic. Um, so yeah. inevitably that has also hit the artist community hard in some ways. What yeah. what kind of vibe and feeling or, or how have you been? Um, either involved or just noticing communications amongst the artist community in New Orleans related to this pandemic? Well, right now it's really hard to tell how everybody's dealing with it. It feels like everybody's super spread out. I know musicians in New Orleans really, they make their money playing live, you know, like, and the difference with me is being a singer songwriter, I make my money on the road. But people make a living playing here every night of the week, you know, playing jazz, playing blues. So I know a lot of people are struggling. I know a lot of like New Orleans runs on tourism, you know, so it's pretty crazy. I feel like a lot of people in the city are not sure what's going to happen. Everyone's trying to stay safe right now. As far as like the big picture, I think people are really nervous. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's probably just so hard sometimes that. When you're looking at your people, whether it's artists or your or your black and brown people just across the street or from 10, 10 feet away, it's just that eye contact. And even in that moment of eye contact, you can say, I'm with you or I see you. 
where you we, we're staying home, so we can't even give each other that glance to say, I yeah. see you, brother and sister. Um, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, uh, yeah, has that, has that um, on a, you know, sometimes as we're enduring and enduring this time-wise, we have irrational thoughts for better or for worse. Like, are you, are you, are you dreaming up any scenarios where there's some harmony amongst the artist community down there? You know, I think where my imagination has been, where I'm dreaming is being like, maybe folks can get out of jail. Maybe we could get people out of prison. Like, cause for, since the fall, I've been visiting folks in immigrant detention jails here. There's a lot of them in Louisiana, in rural areas, people that are seeking asylum are being held in prison. And, you know, that has been me talking to immigration lawyers, me being like, this person really needs to get out. This is a huge, you know, like a lot of people are in danger. And also the guards are in danger, by the way, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's been something that I'm like, maybe we can move, we can have movement and do this now, get these people out, you know, and of course it's not happening, Mm -hmm. but we're working on it and we're trying to imagine and we're trying to be like, how do we re-envision like everything, you know, this is a time where we could be like, this was not working, it's broken, let's, let's make something new, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and but I will. My imagination, you know? Oh, I mean, we have we have to we have to do that. I mean, look, you're preaching to the choir. I was born in prison. I spent time in prison myself, and um, yeah. that's the reason I don't know my mother. You know, so um, yeah. It's I'll also make sure when I save the IGTV live, I'll I'll put that link in there um, that you that you spread out about being pen pals to people in detention centers. Yeah. I'll make sure yeah. I, I'll make sure I do that too, because um, you know, and sitting at home for yourself, um, you know, I could stay on the prison stuff all day, but um, uh-huh. and we'll, maybe we'll one day we'll connect and come back to that. Um, sitting at home by yourself ha- has it had has it been helping you be in deeper relationship with what you believe in artistically? Yes. If there's one thing that's been positive for me during this time is I feel like there has been a change with me internally about being like, I want to make the work that I believe in and I'm not going to wait for somebody to give me permission to make it. And I think whether I knew it or not, I've spent a lot of my adult life making art that way, Mm kind of waiting for someone to see me and tell me that I'm allowed and tell me, Oh yeah, that's good. You should do that. And now I'm like, life is too precious and Mm -hmm. it's too fragile. Like I just want to make what I want to make and what I feel. And I tell people who I am, you know what I mean? Like I tell people where my soul is at instead of waiting to be seen, I guess, because none of us are seeing anybody like, so it's just, it's been, really positive for me in that way. So you kind of like doubled down on that notion of um, it's, I don't do this for the money. Cause you kind of had that awakening maybe before this, where you knew that this is just what I want to do. I'm going to play. I want to be on stages. Yeah. I want to write music. So you're kind yeah. of, you're kind of having to say, look, it's 
there are no other options in your soul when it comes to your creative mind and soul. Yeah, there's no other options for me, like in the very like, you know, the rational world. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to do not, anything else, you know, like this is what I know how to do. So in that way, I mean, to be totally honest, I just like can't think super far into the future about my career. And I'm just thinking like, I'm trying to be present. I'm trying to be like, this is a crazy moment in history and I'm here. And all these other people are here and we're part of it and try to stay grounded and be like, this is my art and I'm going to lean into it more than I have before. Just like I'm making a lot of music at home. I'm doing stuff I like was way too nervous to do before, like playing with electronic music and stuff, because now I can't play music with people. So I'm like, OK, yeah. time to like learn how to use this drum machine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what was there? What was the hesitation before to learn new instruments? This like internal voice that told me I would never be able to figure it out. Like to be honest, just this age old thing that was like, oh, you'll never figure that out. Like I don't know if it's because I'm a woman or just like just something. I was like, that'll be too hard for you. Uh -huh. And now I'm like telling that voice, like, hey, you got to move out of the way. That's what we're gonna do. You yeah. know. How good are you with patience when learning something new? That's what's hard. What's hard for me is if I'm not good at something right away, I get like down on myself hard. I turn into a kid. I just quit. Know? I just quit. For real. <laughs> so that I'm really trying. Like I started gardening too. And I sucked at gardening. A lot of plants like fell <laughs> because of me. <clears throat> And now I'm just like taking my time, just mm. really trying to be like easy on myself, I guess. Yeah. I try to find peace in being patient because I know it's not my strong suit. And then like yeah. I had, I learned how to like transform how I feel about patience in the moment where I'm feeling impatient from living in certain uh, regions of the world where there was extreme heat. And then Coming okay. back, coming back to the states where sure we have hot and humid days in Minnesota. Sure, I've lived in Arizona. Sure, it gets hot down there in Louisiana. But when I'm yeah. resting in that with no AC, I just like I try to transform that like uncomfortability to a different mode of mental uncomfortability, and then attack that problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, you know, and you know. For those who don't know, Hooray for the Riff Raff, it has its connotations and its meanings for why you came up with that name and and how the Riff Raff is how uh, systems and governments refer to as the weirdos of the world, as you've talked about. Um, yeah. Are you feeling closer to the Riff Raff, to the weirdos? Or maybe, yes. you know, how, how are you <laughs> celebrating weirdos in this hard time, you know? Yeah, you know, like, I grew up in New York and I grew up in the punk scene. Like basically by the time I was 14, I found the outsider artistic world of like the Lower East Side. Mm -hmm. And that world saved my life because I was so angry and I was so like, didn't see a future and I didn't have a community and that saved me. And now I am like really kind of going back to those beliefs that I had when I was a kid and like, 
being like, these are still my people, you know? There's a lot of people in New Orleans right now that are doing amazing community mutual aid work. And I'm like, these are my people, you know? Like, just in the music industry, that's not my people. Like, this is it, you know? Mm. Is there um, a COVID-related cause that you want to shout out or encourage folks to get involved with in any way? Yes, there are a couple. Well, there's... Okay, there's a group called Red Beans Parade. I don't have their IG in my head, but they're doing something really cool where they're making sure that all of the second line musicians who make this new city what it is, they're making sure that they have food and their families have food. They've been delivering food to like these culture bearers, you know, like super important parts people who are so important to new Orleans. Yeah. So um, I could send something about that and share that. Sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd be happy to. Um, and, Oh, I, I, I just started rewatching Treme cause, um, it's good. I'm, so many people and even people who swear up and down the wire is the greatest show of all time, which it probably is. But even those diehard fans of the wire have not watched Treme. I'm like, what is going on here? And, um, the tragedy of Katrina and it's it's about more than just the storm. It's about how the systems in place uh, were so disproportionate and resulting in our oppression before the storm hit. And, yeah. and it's parallel to this before the pandemic hit. And so just watching, just getting back into it, starting at season one again, I'm like, oh, oh. But then you have the music. You have the music to just feel like you can go to bed at night, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, so do you have, I, I really believe that uh, like personal mantras and, and promises and um, certain ways to love on yourself is actually a form of community solidarity, even though it's an individual um, action that, you know, be, may be utterly in private. Is there any like yeah. personal mantras throughout your day um, where you're taking care of yourself so that you can feel closer to your community? Wow, that is crazy that you asked me that because what I've been doing for the first time during this time is loving kindness meditation, which is like you tell, it's like you have the mantra of like, may I be happy, may I be healthy, may I be free, may I live with ease or something. So like, you know, you can change it to whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But I've been doing it every morning. And then you move to, you know, somebody who's your friend or somebody you don't even know. Then you move to try to do all beings. You know, that's like kind of the goal. You just work on it. It's a practice. And it's really been amazing to think about, to just feel the difference of what it feels like to give love to myself instead of waiting for somebody to love me you know it's so similar to what i was saying about music and creating instead of waiting to be seen how about i see myself so i can radiate you know and like really be there for my community and the people i care about yeah so that's been i've never done that before i just started doing that and then and like so day to day your energy has been much better you know it's still hard it's, it's still, still like I have those days where, I mean, what I've been feeling is like just a lot of fear feeling like I haven't felt fear like this since I was like a little kid, you know, because nothing makes sense. And 
the elders are scared too. I think seeing elders be scared, it does something to me that I'm like, oh, this is so wrong. What is everything feels so unsure. Mm. So I'm trying to like work with the fear and be move slower and be kinder to myself, you know, kind of treat the inner kid in me, you know, like I see you, I know you're afraid. We're just going to have to put one foot in front of the other, you know? Yeah. It it, kind of shows on many levels, how disconnected we can sometimes be with even people we claim to love when some folks just dismiss fear and they like want to chalk it up to propaganda and fear mongering. It's like, no, like you said, I just, I'm witnessing elderly people in fear for their, if they're going to take another breath in six months, like, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, and I have like family members. Where I was like, yeah, I can't even see you right now. Cause you're not taking this seriously enough, you know? Um, are you going to just stay yeah. home no matter what for the time being? And, you know, cause I think Louisiana opened back up too. We just did this week. Yeah. We started opening up and, I have seen one friend, like, since March 10th. I started quarantining early, Mm -hmm. and, like, I don't really feel... I don't trust him. I don't trust, like, going out there, really. I mean, and I, you know, all my gigs got canceled, so I'm just kind of at home, like, playing housewife or something with my partner. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to just... I mean, honestly, I'm just going to stay home and, like, stay really careful. Yeah. And also, we got hurricane season coming, so I'm, like, you know, just trying to take it slow. And I want to observe what is going on, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, that that we could probably leave on that, and that resonates. I hope that resonates with everyone. Take Also, take this stillness to definitely go within and observe what's within, but, like, Find more nuanced ways to observe the world um, beyond just consuming news and information that is important for us to consume, however we choose to consume it. Um, Yeah. um, Stillness and observation, y'all. Alinda said it simply and and, and powerfully. Uh, I wish that uh, for everyone and and for you down there and your people in New Orleans, we're thinking of we're thinking of everybody, really. Everybody around here who's uh taking this seriously and struggling one day, feeling great the next, we're with you. Um, I just hope that people can um think of that solidarity and togetherness and with lenses that are based on who we are as people, black, brown, LGBTQ plus, and um think about it that way. So Melinda, look, I look, I don't want to take up too much of your time. This was great. This is meaningful for us. I hope this was good for you. So meaningful for me. Thank you. And I'd love to keep talking one day. So yeah, let's chat again. Next time I'm back down for sure, at the very least. And uh, folks, you can watch this in the IG Live. It'll be saved there. And you can subscribe to the podcast where you can catch up on all our three seasons of episodes that are long-form interviews that hopefully we'll one day do with you. And then also these, yeah. also these mini episodes will be on the feed eventually. So make sure you subscribe. And uh, look, Linda, we love you. And uh, thanks so much for doing this. We'll see you soon. Yeah, see you soon. All right.